It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The top six will be decided today with St Mirren, Hibs and Livingston all vying for two places. Ange Postacoglu's got a goal record in his sights as they host Motherwell. That's before Rangers travel to Aberdeen tomorrow and Hearts are currently hammering Ross County. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio is Roger Hanna, Gordon DL and Hugh Kevens. Hearts have got the day off to a rip-roaring start. They are 6-0 in front. There is a quarter of the game still to be played. There is every chance that Hearts could equal, if not better, Celtic's nine-goal win against Dundee United at Tannadice in August. They have been scintillating. Stephen Naismith, last week, regretful over the loss to Hibs in the Edinburgh Derby. Today, they are motoring. They have one goal from Alec Cochran, two goals from Josh Ginelli, and three goals from the captain, Lauren Shankland. Ross County are abject. They are proving that next season, in all likelihood, they will be a championship club. They are rock bottom of the league and look like it. It's yeah, going to be a day of goals, Andrew. I'm sure. Hearts hitting six. Those nine that Hugh spoke about, Celtic at Tannadice, part of the 102 that Ange Postecoglou's side have got in the league this season. They're chasing Willie Maley's side from 1915. 116 goals that season. Hugh was there for most of them. Yep. Motherwell on the sides of Celtic today. Hearts have set the tone. A day of goals. I agree with Roger. I think we'll get a day of goals. I think the lads. Out and about at the grounds today will get plenty of excitement because they're plenty to play for. Obviously, that top six spot there with St. Mern, Hibbs, Livingston. But you look at the bottom, Ross County are in real trouble. Can Kamarnock get an away one against St. Mern? Full house there at Paisley as well. A lot of great games ahead. Yeah, I was looking forward to today anyway because there yeah. is so much at stake. The final round of fixtures before the split. And early kickoff, Hearts against Ross County. You mentioned it. There's still 20 minutes to go. It's 6 yeah. 0. It- it could easily be 10 already Yeah, they've hit the bar or the post Three times, Hearts Ross County, as I say, are abject It It is an embarrassment for Malky Mackay, the manager And for Roy McGregor, the owner If it gets much worse Then they go into the post-split fixtures In a demoralised, devastated state But for Hearts, what a turnaround in their fortunes After the Robert Snodgrass story during the week Where he promises to spill the beans you might have thought that they would be tentative today after losing to Hibs last weekend. They have been magnificent. How many more do they need to get you before they feel comfortable enough to send on Halliday? Well, tragically, mm. a substitute came on and lifted the wrong jersey and put on Halliday jersey, but was then reminded, you're not Andy Halliday. He's the one sitting on the bench. So I had to take off Andy Halliday's jersey and put on his own name. Yeah, well, what a day we are in for. There is huge games in the Premiership, huge games down the divisions as well. Lots to look forward to. And of course, we will keep you up to date at what is happening at Tynecastle. 6 0. This is about 20 minutes to go in that game. So lots to look forward to. Let's start going around the grounds. Let's go and speak to the top team. David Freel is at Celtic Park for Celtic against Motherwell. 
Yeah, I'm Andrew, and I heard Hugh last night say there's a whiff of celebration around Celtic Park these days, and he's 100% right. The sun's shining today, there's a lot of smells and faces. away to my right, the standing section. I think there's going to be a display before the game too, so I think there's a real feel-good factor, but Ange Postacoglu is one man who isn't organising a title party just yet. His message was very clear yesterday, forget about when the league could be won, forget about Rangers, the Scottish Cup final, sorry, semi-final next weekend. Celtic still have a lot of work to do here. He's focused on Motherwell. He said yesterday he wants to put on a show for the fans, and he wants to finish the day. 15 points clear of Rangers at the top of the Premiership. Ange Postacoglu said he wouldn't be resting players and he stuck to his word. Rio Hatate, Jota, Leia Labada, they are all still out. I think Abada of the three has got the best chance of making next week. But Cameron Carter-Vickers is back after missing the win over Kilmarnock last weekend. He replaces Yuki Kobayashi in the only change from the rugby park match. And Ange Postacoglu has fielded probably his strongest team available. It's Joe Hart in goals, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfield and Greg Taylor at the back. A midfield three of Tomoki Awata, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly with a front three of Sead Haksabanovic, Kyogo and Dyson Maida. Subs for Celtic are Bain, Moy, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Bernabe, Summers, Ralston and Vata. As guys were saying, there's a lot of stats and possible records flying about when it comes to Celtic these days. It makes for terrifying reading for Mullerwell. Let's be honest, Celtic are today going for 18 successive wins in all competitions. That would be the club's best run since 1966 when they managed 25. They've won all 16 home league games this season as they chase a record points and goals tally. And they've also beaten Andrew Mullerwell 15 times in a row scoring 48 goals in the process so I think it's fair to say Mullerwell need a minor miracle but and Stuart Kettlewell, the manager, they know he's got a ma- he's a man who knows all about the shock results against Celtic. He played in Ross County's two- 2010 Scottish Cup win over Celtic at Hamden. He was then the county manager when they beat Celtic here in the League Cup in the final days of Neil Lennon's second reign. Everybody remembers that day. And you know Kettlewell, he's done he's worked wonders since he came in. And if they are going to get in from the game, he will hope Kevin Van Veen is still in top form. He's got 23 goals for the season. He's been absolutely outstanding, and he will be the lone striker today. As Motherwell just tweaked the formation, they've been doing a kind of 3-5-2 in the last few weeks, but it's going to be a 5-4-1 formation with Callum Slathery and Harry Payton into the place Dean Canales and Mikael Mandon. So Motherwell will be Liam Kelly at the, in goals, Max Johnson, Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher, Dan Casey, and James Furlong at the back. Blair Spittle, Callum Slathery, Sean Goss, and Harry Payton across the middle with Kevin Van Bean up front. Subs for Mullerwell are Oxborough, O'Donnell, Lamy, Mugabe, Blaney, Mandron, Miller, Aitchison and McKinstry. The referee at Celtic Park is John Beaton. The VAR is Mike Roncone. I'll just recap that Celtic team. It's Joe Hart in goals, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Cal Starfield and Greg Taylor at the back, Tomoki Awata, Cal McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, Sead Haksabanovic, Kyogo and Dyson Maida. Yeah, I think the feeling around Celtic it shows just how comfortable the supporters are, and, and maybe how you know the club are in general. That a lot of the chat this week has been about completing side missions. Essentially, how many points can they get this season? How many goals can they get this season? And it just shows the good feeling that's around the club this season. That at this point, with you know still the split to come, that these are the things that are being talked about. Yeah, and it's been a, a season of dominance from Ange Postecoglou's Celtic the league is in the bag it could be won very early next month they've already got the via play cup in the trophy cabinet and next Sunday is the real big one Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden that will decide whether there's a treble in the cards or not Andrew there's another dimension today Andrew because Celtic can go 15 points clear of Rangers now on 18 occasions this season Rangers have played first and Celtic have had to play catch up now, for the first time this season, it's the other way round. So Celtic want to go 15 points clear. Rangers at Petaudry tomorrow. Michael Beale doesn't want to be the Rangers manager who started nine points behind Celtic and then it became 15 with the possibility of it going even higher. So that's the nature of the rivalry. 
So for Celtic, they want to go 15 points clear of Rangers today and looking at all the stats, everything is in their favour. Motherwell, I think, are over-reliant on Kevin Van Veen. That was shown last week when they lost to Dundee United. So the ball is in Celtic's court. If they don't win, then they've had a bad day. We know what it's like in this part of the world when there is a game between Celtic and Rangers coming up in the not-too-distant future. Everything is viewed through the lens of that. You look at this Celtic squad today, there's no Ray Hattati in it, there's no Jota in it, there's no Leila Bada in it. How big a concern will that be for Celtic fans? Will it maybe not be that big a concern, just given the fact that when they have rotated this season, they've got on just fine? Yeah, as a, as a fan, you, you want your best players available, but I don't think it will bother the manager one bit because he believes in his squad Andrew and he's got a terrific uh, squad very talented you see that week in week out he makes changes three comes on three goes off and it improves it or it keeps it going keeps it ticking over they usually get assists or goals or whatever so he believes that every player there is good enough to start anyway yes I think Hatate uh, getting into the semi-final next week would be a big miss but They've got such a talented squad, and especially in the middle of the park. They've got guys up front who can score goals now. I know Jota's a big doubt, but for me, I think Haksabanovic is a terrific talent, a terrific player. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll be a big, big ask for Motherwell this afternoon. This could be a long afternoon, but focus will be on next week after Saturday, uh, today. And worth remembering as well, Rangers could well be without Goldson and Kent as well as Ryan Jack who's going to miss three or four weeks so they too will have their selection problems ahead of the semi-final How much pressure does that put on Rangers if Celtic get a result today I don't think there's anyone out there that would really think Rangers are going to catch Celtic in any way no. however it, it's all about the points gap come the end of the season and how big or small it could I, be I don't think it puts too much more pressure on the Rangers it's a pressure situation anyway going to Petordre particularly with everything Aberdeen have been through in the last 7 or 8 days after the Graham Shinney red card and all that furore Andrew I don't think tomorrow matters hugely in the big picture for Rangers Rangers season hangs a week tomorrow well, I think there is a huge game in Paisley today as well. I think many people would call it game of the day. Fraser Wisher, is it the Smyza Stadium for St Mirren against Kilmarnock? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is game of the day, Andrew. It's a real feel of a big game here. Beautiful day, pitch excellence, fans in already. And even arriving at the ground at 1.15, there was more fans than usual milling around outside. And a real air of expectation from St Mirren fans I spoke to. And when you look at the stats, you say, why not? Nine wins, four draws, only three defeats in the 16 home games. Kelly's struggling at the bottom, 11th place. An awful away record, two points, only six goals in their 16 away games. But as supporters of clubs like St Mirren and that kind of size, no, it rarely goes smoothly. So amongst that fan contents are a few nerves because I remember a couple of years ago, they only just missed out on the last day as well of getting into the top six. And of course, St Mirren only had a point as a living goal difference is far worse than theirs but that can mean subconsciously that teams sit back and allow the opponents to top them but I don't think that will happen the way Stephen Robinson's built his team has success been really on a strong back four real energy and aggression in midfield and excellent counter-attacking pace up front with Curtis Main having a great season but for Kelly they'll have to get, they will have got a lift sorry, from that Ross County result at Tynecastle. if they could just find a way to get their first away win of the season it would just get a wee healthier gap a healthy points advantage over County going into the post-split fixtures. But to do that, they're going to have to find a way of putting that awful away record to one side. It can be psychological rather than actually formations and team selection. That might be the most difficult thing for Derek McInnes. Dan Armstrong being their biggest attacking threat. But they need more from the likes of Doidge and Robinson, Vassell, the strikers. Vassell, new two-year contract if they are to beat the drop. So sell-out crowd here. 
they've actually already given us the figures of the attendance that's because there's not one ticket to be had and Kelly fans have sold out all of their 1600s so there'll be a great atmosphere here today all points to an exciting and maybe maybe a nervy 90 minutes ahead for the St Myrne supporters in particular for St Myrne they'll be absolutely delighted the fans Bacchus is back in the team instead of Greg Kilty who drops to the bench normal formation 3-5-2 Trevor Carson is in goals Marcus Fraser Joe Shocknessy and Charles Dunn at the back Ryan Strain Keanu Bacchus Alex Gogic Marco Hara and Scott Tanzer in midfield with Tony Watt and Curtis Main as the strikers Peter Rominski Richard Taylor Ryan Flynn Greg Kilty Colin Boyd-Munz, Thierry Small, Alex Grieve, Kieran Offert and Declan Gallagher are the substitutes. A couple of changes for Kilmarnock. Mayo and Murray drop out completely with power and Mackenzie coming in. It looks like a 4-4-2 formation with young David Watson dropping from midfield to right back. So they go Sam Walker in goals, David Watson, Joe Wright, Ash Taylor and Luke Chambers at the back. Dan Armstrong, Alan Power, Liam Donnelly and Rory Mackenzie in midfield with Christian Doidge and Kyle Vassell as the strikers. Zach Hemming, Lewis Mayo, Jerry L. Dorsett, Blair Alston, Jordan Jones, Scott Robinson, Brad Lyons, Kerr McEnroy and Ryan Alibiosu are the substitutes and the referee today in Paisley is Willie Collum and the VAR referee Stephen Kirkland yeah really looking forward to that one in Paisley what a day it could be for St Mirren you know a fatalist would look at it and think this will be the day that Kilmarnock win for the first time this season away from home but I don't look at it that way I just look at uh, a St Mirren side who have distinguished themselves all season long the only team in the Premiership to have beaten Celtic this season Mark O'Hara in the middle of the park, scoring great goals, a candidate for player of the season in among the welter of Celtic players who think that they are entitled to be the player of the year. I just think St Mirren have too much for Kilmarnock and will prove it. Fraser made a point there about St Mirren knowing exactly what they need from this game. A point would do to earn them a top six place. What can that do psychologically, I should say, for the players? Does it make a difference when they step out onto the pitch knowing even subconsciously that all they need is a point? Yeah, well, obviously, it plays in your mind up until the, the, the referee blows a whistle. But you've got a full house in there. You're a big St Mirren support. You hear Fraser talking. That you get that feeling as a player. You turn up early and there's more of a crowd about and you can know it's going to be a good atmosphere. You're right up for it. I think St Mirren would have bit your hand off for this position. They're in a great place at this moment in time. They're playing good football. Their manager's doing very well. They've got a good squad. Hugh mentioned a few of their players there. Curtis Main's a danger as well. Ahara has been absolutely brilliant for them. And they're playing a Kamarnock side that's really, really struggling. The only problem with this game is that Kamarnock are fighting for their lives and Derek McInnes will be asking for everything because they're right in their relegation problem. But with home advantage, what's at stake? I think St Man will go and win this comfortably. And as Fraser's right, it's a match of the day, Andrew. A sellout at the Smyza Stadium. Even Kilmarnock have sold their 1,600 ticket allocation. Huge game for Kelly as well down at the bottom. Particularly when you look at Ross County, the only team below them, losing 6-0 at Tynecastle just now. But I've seen St Mirren in the last two weeks. They won at Tynecastle. They were in the game against Rangers at Ibrox last Saturday until that flurry of goals in the last 10 minutes. In O'Hara, they have got one of the most improved players in the Premiership this season. They'll get the job done today. Well, big things at stake in every single game today. Let's go to Tanadice. Dave Galloway watching Dundee United against Livingston. Yeah, huge game for both teams to look forward to, Andrew, with Dundee United targeting three wins in a row for the first time this season after hauling themselves off the foot of the table. And they'll be desperate for the victory, which would keep them ahead of Kilmarnock and, of course, increase their advantage over a very badly battered and bruised Ross County. There's a massive incentive for Livingston as well as they try to uh, force their way into the top six, uh, despite the odds being very heavily stacked 
stacked against them indeed. Uh, Livy did get that win over St Johnson last weekend. Was it too little, too late though? And their away record doesn't make pleasant reading at all for them with four defeats in a row and no goals scored. Hopefully an exciting encounter to come here at sunny Tanadice. The pitch is looking in decent nick as well. To the teams then, and both of them are unchanged. Berigiti in goals for the hosts. Freeman, Aina, Mulgrew and McMahon at the back with Sibold sitting in front. Then it's Niskanen, Harks, McGrath and Behich with uh, Fletcher as always leading the line on the bench for uh, Dundee United today uh, Newman, Graham, June, Edwards, Anaku, Fotheringham Cujo, Thompson and McLeod for Livy it's uh, George in goals a back four of Devlin, Fitzwater, um, Boys and Montano Shinny Holtz and Kelly in midfield with Anderson leading the line uh, Bradley and Nubley uh, up there with him as well. The subs, Hamilton, Parks, Bahambula, Pittman, Brandon, DeLucas, Kelly, Guthrie and Penrice. Match referee Kevin Clancy and on VAR, it's Andrew Dallas. And the comeback is on at Tynecastle, isn't it? It's a, a penalty to Ross County. They've scored it. Awara Edwards came on, took the ball past Alex Cochran who dragged them down, stepped up, took the penalty, scored it. It's now 6-1 with 85 minutes on the clock. Does it diminish the embarrassment for Ross County? No, it doesn't. Uh, it was a cheap penalty given away by Alex Cochran. Uh, we thought there'd be more goals. We thought they'd be for Hearts, but Hearts have declared at six and they brought on Andy Halliday and the scoring dried up. You're trying to say that that was a, a move just to sure things up, was that it? I'm trying to annoy him before I meet him on Monday. <laughs> there we go. So it's 6-1 in that game. One final Premiership game today. St Johnson against Hibs at McDermott Park. Dale Eaton is there for us. Yes, thanks Andrew. I'm here at McDermott Park where St Johnston are in for their first taste of life without Callum Davidson after he departed the club following last week's 2-0 defeat to Livingston. Former striker Stephen McLean is in interim charge and it could be a difficult task in turning this side around with their poor form seeing them slip to ninth in the table, just five points ahead of that bottom side Ross County. Just two wins in the last ten matches and only seven goals in that time means it's means it's been a bit of a difficult going here for Saints fans who especially haven't had much joy at McDavid Park this season where their last win came against Rangers all the way back on the 6th of November. Stephen McLean will be hoping for a similar performance this weekend and he's made two changes to his side with David Witherspoon and Andy Considine coming in for Jamie Murphy and Milker Halberg. They line up as follows. It's Remy Matthews in goals, a back four of Ryan McGowan. Andy Considine, Liam Gordon and Adam Montgomery. A midfield three of Cammy McPherson, Daniel Phillips and David Wotherspoon with Dre Wright and Conor McLennan on either side of Stevie May. And on the bench it's Sinclair, Brown, Gallagher, Rudden, Bear, Halberg, Carey, Murphy and Moreland. And as for Hibs, it's especially a big game for them as they look to secure their top six status with anything less than a win and Livingston could climb above the Hibbies into sixth. They're riding high after that Edinburgh derby win last weekend thanks to Kevin Nisbet's goal and Lee Johnson will be looking to keep that momentum going into the split. And they're unchanged from that Edinburgh derby with Hibs going with David Marshall in goals, a back four of Lewis Stevenson, Paul Hanlon, Will Fish and CJ Egan Riley with Ellie Yuan, Jimmy Jago, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Joe Newell and Chris Cadden in midfield and Kevin Nisbet, the lone striker. On the bench they have Johnson, Miller, Cabraya, Tavares, Hoppe, Devlin, Henderson and Del Ferrier. The referee is Craig Napier and great Chris Graham is on VAR. Well that's all set up nicely around the grounds after the break. We'll be bringing in the top team looking at one of the biggest talking points in this week in Scottish football. 
the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on a huge day of Premiership action. The final day before the split. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well. Looking forward to all of these games that are coming up. But at this point in the show, we normally bring all the guys in for some of the week's biggest talking points. And this one, well, this one's gone on for over a week, hasn't it? It's not often that a tackle that happened over a week ago in a game that doesn't involve Celtic Rangers gets this amount of coverage. But it's what's followed, really, that yeah. is the big thing. It was Graham Shinney's tackle on Jack Baldwin last Friday, not initially even deemed to be a foul. But after a VAR check, Ewan Anderson produced the red card. Aberdeen appealed it. They then lost the appeal, but the SFA also deemed it to be a frivolous appeal and added an extra game onto Shinney's ban. Since then, we've seen statements from Aberdeen, PFA Scotland. We've now seen the written reasons from the judicial panel as well that came out last night. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of opinion on this. Let's go to Fraser Wishart, because I know you've been quite outspoken on this, Fraser. I just want to get your take on it all, first of all. Yeah, well, I think it's been in the media this week, uh, a statement from... from uh myself and PFA Scotland about the whole process as much as, as anything, when you look back to the tackle itself, you know, it, it was a robust tackle, it could have been a red, it could be a yellow it could be nothing, you know, so I think there's a combination of factors involved in this one tackle was the referee was only a few yards away from it, as the assistant referee they, they are the ones who judge the pace and the, 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 sort of the speed of the tackle they, are, can, they can judge the, the way the game's going as well and yet it was overturned so then I think the player has a right to appeal and uh, you, you can win or lose that appeal but it was a matter of opinion and when opinion split on something like a tackle like that then I can't what lets me understand how a panel can say it had no prospect of success frivolous is the word that's been used no prospect of success much the same thing as well so it wasn't a fact it was a matter of opinion and an opinion that split on it I thought it was probably between a yellow and a red and I would have said give him a yellow card others say you could send him off I can live with that but to, to, for the panel to come up with a, a kind of extra game ban and remember it's the player's livelihood here you know and in, in a court of law you don't add 30 days sentence onto somebody's uh, sentence because the lawyers decided to take over, over a kind of frivolous appeal not that I think this was I think it wasn't so uh, speaking to other speaking to other clubs as well players this week I think there's a move to just tidy the whole process up I think in times gone by uh, of course this, this is the, uh, frivolous was brought in to stop clubs taking advantage of it by appealing so the player could pay the, play the following week, then withdrawing the appeal. Now, I get that, and that's right. We shouldn't be using the system for that. But now we've got the fast track. It's dealt with immediately. There was no advantage to, to Aberdeen to appealing. In fact, losing it, they lose money as well. So I just don't get it. And I think it's up to the SFA to, to, to grasp this quite quickly, make a few uh, changes, speak to ourselves, speak to clubs as well, and the system can be streamlined. And I would also involve a former player on the panel in the process as well. Somebody who actually knows what's going through a player's head because former referees on the panel every time, maybe just coincidentally, but uh, they're, they're there to give the laws of the game, which is fine. Get a former player on the panel as well, and I think everybody will trust the system better. Yeah, I think there's an infringement of natural justice here. Uh, just because you appeal, you add another game on for the player. I mean, the, technically for me, the club appealed, not Graham Shinney, uh, but he pays the price of another game. Uh, it's almost Victorian in attitude. If you come near us, sonny boy, we'll add another game on. Uh, you know, you can't run modern day football like that. So I think Fraser's right. And equally, why isn't there and why has there never been a former player? Because they understand exactly what has gone on. I'm not saying that referees or former referees 
are incapable of judging what endangers an opponent or not but surely it would be of some help to have a former player there on the panel the SFA would then tell you that it's the club clubs that vote for the laws yeah. Roger and you know if they want change then they should do that Aberdeen have, have said that they want to try and rally everyone and try and make that change we've, we've seen this type of thing happen in Scottish football before where you know a, a club has tried to get everyone else on board and things have tried to get voted through and it's tough but that would be the SFA's standpoint and they would say look it's it's in the laws and, and this is what we've decided yeah going back to the stand for me it's a red card nowadays it's a red card before VAR probably not a red card but after VAR when you look at the reading of the rule endangering an opponent etc Andrew it's a red card however Aberdeen should be allowed to appeal without fear of landing this you know frivolous extra game I don't think the frivolous extra game had been handed out to anyone for about 13 months Ryan Portis was the previous one against Aberdeen oddly enough for a foul on, on Ross McCrory and a red card and it was deemed to have no prospect of success this one has been deemed to have no prospect of success but it's interesting the support from within the game that Aberdeen have had not on the tackle or the original ban but on this extra game PFA Scotland and Fraser started it you know, the likes of Stuart Kettlewell at Motherwell, Michael Beale yesterday at Rangers, there does appear now to be a change of opinion that this has to go. And as you say, it's now up to the clubs. There's an SFA AGM in the summer. The laws are tweaked and changed every year. I think this is one that might well be done away with this summer. If we have a look at the written reasons that have been released by the judicial panel, it says that Aberdeen's appeal was based on the fact that they think that Shinny was nowhere near the opponent. They say he doesn't lunge or engage in a tackle, that he wins the ball cleanly, he had his eyes fixed on the ball, there was no excessive force, he doesn't endanger the opponent. And I'm paraphrasing in this bit, but they essentially say that Jack Baldwin's movements influenced, kind of influenced the yeah. outcome of, of the challenge. The SFA, you know, in, in their written reasons say that it had no prospect of success based on this and that you know parts of Aberdeen's argument were unreasonable and implausible yeah I don't think Aberdeen helped themselves with some of the language in the argument you know to try and pin some of the blame on Jack Baldwin for me is not correct um, he did lunge um, he did endanger the opponent uh, so the red card handed down by the VAR via Ewan Anderson was correct um, and I think you know if Aberdeen go into this appeal hearing and present a case using the words that you've just used, there was no prospect of success. But even at that, I think it is harsh for, for Graham Shinney to miss four games. I wonder who drew up the statement from Aberdeen. You know, what input did Barry Robson have? What input did the chief exec, Alan Burrows, have? What, uh, what, in, what influence did the chairman correct, have? Correct, correct. Dave Cormack. It, it, it smacked to me of Dave Cormack having led this story. But... There are rights and wrongs. It was not frivolous, but the player did endanger an opponent. For me, as I say, it's Victorian attitude to say, if you appeal and we deem it to be frivolous, we'll add another game on to your player. That's not right. Fraser, you touched on it there, but is there a feeling that this is maybe sort of protecting something that doesn't exist anymore, this this rule of you know frivolity and, and clubs putting in appeals to essentially try and achieve something in a, a bit of a cheeky way we've seen it you know a long time ago where clubs would put in an appeal and it would free up a, a player for a game that that thing doesn't exist anymore because of the fast track process yeah absolutely and I can understand why it was brought in at the time 
um, because uh, Cobbs were, were using that system. There's no need for it now because it's, the case is heard before Aberdeen's next game, and that's that's always the case. I, I just wanted to come in earlier. There was a couple of points you were making about the SFA and, and something to Roger and a whole host of other media outlets this this uh, this week as well when around this. Of course, the SFA off the record briefing talking about uh, Laura McCallum, the lawyer, and Alan Burrows and the various panels they sit on. I've, I've been part of that from time to time, where the briefing will say, ah, but PFA Scotland are on a judicial panel working group. We are one of 20, you know, one of 20. And I think that what we have to remember is, ultimately proposals go through this judicial panel working group, which is made up mostly of SFA people and referees. And, and if the panel, if the working group accepts it, they make recommendations to the SFA who don't have to accept it. So it's the SFA hierarchy that make the decisions. So I think we have to be careful to say that clubs can just change. Of course, we can bring forward proposals. We've changed an awful lot as PFA Scotland in terms of bookings and suspensions over, over the years as well. So I, th- I think you have to just be careful of that. And also the independent uh, um, panel as well. It's independent of decision, but the, play- the, the people are appointed by the Scottish FA. And for... But for it to be put that PFA or Aberdeen are to blame for not changing the rules here, I, I think that just points to the fact that the SFA should take control of this. They can and they, and they should. A couple of, a couple of conversations with ourselves and clubs. Are we tinkering of it all and all of a sudden we've got, we've got a, a, a better system? Yeah, what are the next steps then, Roger? What do you see happening next in all this? Well, Aberdeen said you in their statement yesterday said they had taken the temperature of several other clubs and they believe there was a mood among the clubs to press for change in the summer. Um, I know the point Fraser's making He's quite right But the, the clubs are powerful Particularly clubs the size of Aberdeen This isn't, you know, Arbroath or Albion or Alloa We're talking about This is one of the big five clubs in the country um, They clearly have the support of the manager of Rangers Another of the big clubs in the country And if they want to push this with the SFA They have the power to go and influence people within Hamden To get this rule altered Or taken away completely Just wonder what you've made of it all, David Freel Andrew, I was surprised that Aberdeen appealed it to Bonds with you. It's, listen, we all hark back to the good old days where you could tackle like that and you could go in and it was crunching tackles left, right, and centre. It's 2023, there's VAR, it's a red card every single day of the week. But I was also really surprised that SFA hadn't another game on. I just felt it was needless. I just felt it created um, antagonism, whatever you want to call it. And I agree with everything the boys have said in terms of that. That rule was brought in to stop people abusing the system. Aberdeen weren't trying to abuse the system. They were just trying to appeal a red card. They have every right to do it. So I think mistakes were made on both sides. But for me, it's a red card. It's part of the surprise on Aberdeen's part is that if you listen to shows, you open newspapers, watch the TV, listen to shows like ours, that there was such a variety in opinion about whether it was a, a red card or not. You were just saying there that you didn't think it was a red card, Gordon? No, me. Oh, you thought it was a red oh, card, oh, sorry. I, I'm with oh, David. Right, I, I think good. David Friel hits uh, the nail on the head. I think he's spot on. It's a, it's a red card all day long for me. Um, I never thought for one minute they would win their appeal. Uh, but I totally understand that as Aberdeen's a football club protecting their player, maybe look at that and think, yeah, it is worth the appeal. We think that it was wrong because there's Fraser, for instance, been in the game as long as I have. He's probably saying bordering on yellow. Um, I totally disagree with it. I think it's a straight red card for him. Um, but I do not like the punishment that went along with it. I'm agreement with the boys with that one. I think um, we're quite fortunate though. At the end of a week with angst, anxiety, Tension and fury in Aberdeen. The, the best fixture to calm everything down. Rangers at Betodre, of course, thirteen a Sunday afternoon, live in the telly. What could possibly go wrong? Well, Hearts have finished six-one. Therefore, the gap between Aberdeen and Hearts is now reduced from five to two points. Further, 
Spice to be added to tomorrow's game at Pataudry. Will Graham Shinney be missed? Of course he will. We'll just look at the stats on the screen. 30 shots for yeah. Hearts, 12 on target, only one on target from Ross County, which was the penalty scored by Awura Edwards. That is a, a huge, huge victory. We can see on screen now Lawrence Shanklin, Josh Dinelli, who got five of the goals between them. That's a big win for Stephen Naismith. Yeah, because well. last week after the game against uh, Hibs at Easter Road, it was all about Hearts Six defeats on the bounds Then Robert Snodgrass came out and said That he would be at a later date Spilling the beans on what happened to him Behind the scenes at Tynecastle And it all looked a bit messy uh, But they've gone in today And they have played very very well They've hit that Subconscious psychological Gap where you get to Three quarters of the game, you're six up And I am talking about Equaling if not bettering Celtics Nine at Tannadice and then it all dried up. Three quarters of the game, a goal machine. Last quarter of the game, six will do. How mm. much did Hearts need that, given the consecutive defeats they've been on, the fact that it was a derby defeat last weekend as well? There was obviously a lot of ill feeling from Hearts supporters towards Robbie Nielsen. Ultimately, that's why he's no longer in a job. That's why Stephen Naismith is now in charge. It was a, a shaky start to things for Stephen Naismith, but this will give supporters and him and the players a lot more belief yeah Hearts needed it I think Stephen Naismith needed it if he's any ambitions to get this job on a permanent basis Lawrence Shankland needed it and it's him at 25 for the season I think the modern day record's 31 set by John Robertson mm. in the 1990s he, he could get it now um, ones who didn't need it are Malky Mackay and Ross County um, already bottom of the league one of the things that maybe gave Ross County hope was their goal difference. The goal difference was better than St Johnson, better than Dundee United, better than Kilmarnock. This is a real hit for their goal difference. And you wonder, with the five post-split games to come, what this will do for morale and confidence up there. You look at the knock-on effect today. Kilmarnock are playing, Dundee United are playing, St Johnston are playing. They'll all have seen that and that will... I don't know, how, how will that change their maybe approach or mindset going into today's It's games? an opportunity for Kilmarnock and Dundee United just to put that little bit of a gap there. The only positive you can look at Ross County, and there's not a lot to do, today, to be fair, is the fact that after the day they don't play any of the top six again. It's all, you know, in amongst their own group. Um, but it's big, big Saturday for Kilmarnock and Dundee United. They've got a great chance just to put a little bit of that gap between them and Ross County. The first Premiership game of the day is done. It was a 6-1 win for Hearts over Ross County. We'll go back around the grounds next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean on today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's the final day of fixtures before the split, well the final weekend of fixtures before the split because of course we've already seen Hearts beat Ross County 6-1 today. There's Celtic against Motherwell, Dundee United, Livingston, St Johnson Hibbs and St Mirren Kilmarnock and then tomorrow at half past four Aberdeen host Rangers let's go back around the grounds again let's go to McDermott Park Dale Eaton watching that game and it's a huge day for both managers isn't it Dale because Stephen McLean an interim charge taking over from Callum Davidson and then Lee Johnson who eased a bit of pressure last week with that win over Hearts 
Yeah, of course, especially for, for Hibs here with Lee Johnson getting that, that first derby win, but that could all be undone if, if they do miss out on the top six today. So it's a, a really important for them to go out and get three points, and, and even more so for St Johnson, Stephen McLean replacing, obviously, cup double-winning manager Callum Davidson could be a difficult task, but it has been a, a, a pretty poor run for the Saints in the last few matches, so he's kind of made a bit of a formation change. Saints fans were getting a little bit sick of, of that back five so he's gone for a back four, gone a little bit more attacking with the team so he'll be hoping to, to get some more uh, more goals from this team and hopefully arrest that slide and get them climbing back up away from the relegation zone Yeah, I was at the Edinburgh derby last weekend Hibs won the game, there was a, a great feeling around the stadium, mm. sunshine on Leith there was that connection between the, the players and the supporters, Lee Johnson was speaking after the game about how emotional it was but what happens if, if Hibs don't get in the top six today? Well, first of all Everyone looks at Lee Johnson In our profession Roger and I appreciate David Friel Likewise A talker like Lee Johnson He can talk for fun He can talk for Edinburgh But If you're not in the top six You've messed up And everyone looks at you So it's a huge afternoon for him As it is for Stephen McLean The interim manager of St Johnston The, the, the point for me about this fixture St Johnston last won at home On the 6th of November 2022 they beat Rangers. They put a down payment on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sacking. But they haven't won a home game since last November. That's a big job for Stephen McLean to do on day one. Hugh, I spoke to Stephen Robinson at Ibrox last Saturday night and he told me nothing at St Mirren is structurally in place yep. for them to be in the top six. That would really show what an achievement it is. Go to Easter Road or the training ground at Ormiston Everything is in place at Hibernian yep. to finish in the top six. If they blow that today at McDermott Park, it is a season of failure for Hibs and for Lee Johnson. And remember when they beat Hearts Andrew last weekend, that was ending a run of four straight defeats for Lee Johnson. Bottom six, unacceptable. St Johnston, they have to be mindful of staying in this division. Stephen Brown, the son of Jeff Brown, who has been fantastic for St Johnson over the decades they're currently trying to sell the club they have an American buyer who is interested but what are they selling? are they selling premiership football or championship football? and if you sell championship football your selling price obviously dips so that's why it's a very important day for St Johnston and Hibs Dave Galloway, huge consequences at Tanadice as well. Dundee United will be buoyed by the fact that Ross County not only dropped points today against Hearts, but you know the goal difference as well has swung actually in the favour of Dundee United over them as well. And then Livingston trying to get in that top six. Of, of course, Andrew. Very, very intriguing indeed. Dundee United's tails, as you've touched upon there, well and truly up uh, following Ross County's crossing in Edinburgh and, and also back-to-back wins. Um, they've not actually had three successive victories since back in October 2021, but there's plenty confidence about this place right now that they can do just that and possibly reel in St Johnson as well, depending on how they do today. Certainly, signs of improvement under Jim Goodwin since he took over the Tanadice hot seat. But one thing that's worth uh, noting is in all six games since he took over, they failed to keep a clean sheet. That is an obvious concern there. And you would think that is something that Livingston uh, will want to, to play on with the likes of Anderson and, and Newbley in attack. Um, 
as for Livingston, not so long ago, they've really fell, fallen away, haven't they? Not so long ago, a top six place was very much within their grasp. But just three wins out of nine league games for them, that means things obviously are out of their hands. All they can do is try and get the win today and rely on favours from you know elsewhere. Incidentally, Livy have a decent record here. They've won in their last two visits. They'll obviously have to make that three to stand any chance of sneaking into that top half of the table. Fraser Wishart is at St Mirren against Kilmarnock. It's a sellout. We spoke about that earlier on. St Mirren, St Mirren selling out their home allocation. There's about 1,600 Kilmarnock fans going there as well. What's the atmosphere like? Uh, how long ah, before really, kick-off now? Ten minutes it's really or so. building. I, ho- I hope you can hear it, uh, 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 Andrew, because the Kilmarnock fans are on their feet applauding their team as they're warming up to my right-hand side right in front of them. And it's, uh, it's full. The rest of the ground is pretty much filling up as well. And everybody anticipating a... A really, really good game. I mean, I think uh, the, the two games I see them actually been draws. So you know, Gordon Day was saying he thinks they're going to win comfortably. I think they'll win, but they tend not to make it comfortable. But uh, Kelly have made it difficult for Simon this season, and they've a lot to play for. I think Joe Wright might be struggling. Might be a change. The Lewis Mayo is going to look as if he's going to come in because Joe Wright picked up an injury in the warm-up. It's a bit of a blow because he's been one of their better players this year for for, for Kilmarnock. But uh, yeah, it's all point to a, a really, really big occasion, and I think some of the importance of top six can't be underestimated for someone who posted pretty bad financial results during the season but uh, top six means that basically third to sixth is up for grabs and European places five out of six teams that reach there will get playing Europe next year as well there's uh, there'll be one or both of the open perhaps to come back here as well so big financial incentives never mind the fact of just the achievement for the players a huge achievement for someone it's been 40 years or something like that since they've been in this, this position so for a, a club of that size or this size it's going to be a huge achievement, but I don't think it'll be straightforward. I think Kamarakul looks like he's got the bit between their teeth. They must be really determined after that Ross County result. They know a win is four points going into the last five games. That's quite a decent gap when you're, when you're looking at the, the relegation battle. 1985, the last time St Mirren finished in the top six. I think it was a 10-team league at that point. It just shows how mm. big it would be for the club. It's an amazing story because, as Fraser said, they're not in robust health financially. Uh, they allowed Eamon Brophy to go to Ross County because it was cheaper to have them pay his wages than St Mirren pay his wages. But this had been done by the sweat of the brow on the part of Stephen Robinson, the manager, and the players, the Curtis Maines, the Marco Harris. Uh, they, they've simply had an outstanding season. And, you know, if they do make top six, to be able to say you did that for the first time since 1985 and you were the only team in the league to beat Celtic along the way, that's a good season's work And your old pal Hugh Tony Fitzpatrick Will yep. be able to look you in the eye And yep. say I told you so Many you years got, ago you told us They all laughed at Tony Fitzpatrick When he said St Mirren could get top 6 Maybe top 4 Maybe European football For the first time Since they won the Scottish Cup In 87 yep. But That prophecy Could well turn out to be correct Well we'll find out In the next couple of hours Whether they can do it or not And after the break We'll head back to Celtic Park the fastest goals The experts' opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Around four minutes to go Until the three o'clock kickoffs Get underway Celtic against Motherwell St Mirren Kilmarnock Dundee United Livingston And St Johnson Hibbs In the top flight Plenty happening Down the divisions as well Hearts beating Ross County 6-1 In the half 12 kickoff And of course tomorrow Aberdeen against Rangers at half four, let's go back to Celtic Park. David Freel can give us a recap of the teams there. 
Yeah, I can, Andrew. Celtic, um, very strong team ahead of the Scottish Cup semi-final next week. Joe Hart in goals, Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Carl Starfield and Greg Taylor. Midfield three of Tomoki Awata, Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. We've said Haksabanovic, Kyogo and Dyson Maida up front. Subs for Celtic are Bain, Moy, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O'Bernabe, Summers, Ralston and Vata. Motherwell looks like a 5-4-1 formation. Liam Kelly in goals, Max Johnson, Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher, Dan Casey and James Fulong along the back. Willis Bittle, Callum Slattery, Sean Goss, Harry Payton midfield with Kevin Van Veen up front South Somerville rather Oxborough O'Donnell Lamy Mugabe Blaney Mandron Miller Aitchison and McKinstry What's the atmosphere like at Celtic Park today David is it a bit of a party atmosphere just given the, the gap in the league table at the moment and how many games there are left of the season yeah, I think so. You know, it's, it's certainly building the noise and colours. It's a perfect day for football, Andrew. You know, the weather's been like this week, and yeah, things are definitely building up here. Six games to go. They're about to go 15 points clear, and I said earlier on, if they make it 18 successive ones, that's one better than Brendan Rodgers' Invincibles managed. So there's all these side missions, as you say. There's also some personal stuff at play. Kyogo, he's only one goal away from hitting the 50 goal mark. If he does it today, He'll have done it in 76 games, and I think that's. I think there's only eight Celtic players have actually done it quicker than him. Um, to put that in perspective, I think it took Henrik Larson 83 games, Odson Edward 112 games, so it shows how lethal Kyogo has been. Just as an aside, he's played five times against Motherwell in his Celtic career, and he scored five goals, so that doesn't bode, bode well for Stuart Kettlewell's side today. I also said, I said personal things. Big chance for Matarelli again to stake a claim for next week. Tomoki Awata, you know, not so long ago it was Rio Hitati and Alan Moy in those positions. Hitati's injured, Moy's kind of dropped out of things as well. So, Aureli and Awata have got the shirts just now, it's up to them to keep them. And also, with so many wingers injured, you've got Sayed Haxabanovic starts again. You know, he's a bit of a disrupted season, but he's always impressed, and he's got a chance to, I think he'll start in the right wing today to really nail down a, a place ahead of the game next week as well. Obviously, doubts over Jota, Lealabada, and James Forrest. So, huge day for Celtic, so much at play in terms of league, so much at play in terms of um, personal stuff and the atmosphere is certainly building here now On the other side of things if Motherwell are hoping to get a result today they'll be needing a man in form Kevin Van Veen to step up to the plate Yeah I said that I said last week it was all about Kevin Van Veen show he's got 23 I think he scored in his last five games Ange Postacolo yesterday name checked him he's been outstanding Greg Taylor did the same Look, he's a serious player he's a serious talent he always has been and he'll fancy his chances today he'll be up against Carter Vickers and Starfield two good defenders but you know, I think if Motherwell can get some service to him, which won't be easy, he can certainly go and cause Celtic problems. You know, it certainly won't be lacking in confidence. You know, he's like he always backs himself against any team. So it'll be interesting to see how he does because people have been speaking this week, Andrew, about how he is a player of the year candidate. I totally agree. I think for Kevin Van Veen to hit 23 goals so far with six games to go for Motherwell is an outstanding achievement and he will be a big danger to Celtic today. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Yeah, just about to get underway in these three o'clock kickoffs, and as we do, time to get the predictions. Let's go, Hugh. What have you well, got for us? Celtic to beat Motherwell, St Mirren to beat Kilmarnock, Dundee United to beat Livingston, St Johnston and Hibbs a draw. So that's my shout. Celtic will win to go 15 points clear St Mirren will win to make history and get in the top 6 Hibs will win at Perth to do likewise and get in the top 6 Dundee United will get another victory to put a little bit more distance between them and Ross County at the bottom I'll mix up a little bit I like to do that on a Saturday uh, Celtic to win St Mirren to win Dundee United to win St Johnston to win and Hearts to win 
There we go. And I will need to take your word for it because I didn't note any of those down. So you can you can just cheat if you want. There you oh, go. Absolutely. It's all right. The producers have it there. Rip it's all it good. Down. There we go. Okay, there we go. Mm. There we go. Some honesty there from show Hugh. Show game, Hugh. Don't worry about it. I'm here to show them. I won't beat the pundit last night. <laughs> I'm the only pundit to win this week. I want your due respect. <laughs> and a, listen, a big afternoon, not just in the Premiership, up and down the country. What about Dundee? Going to Inverness off the back of Queen's Park, dropping more points at air last night. Clyde could relegate Peterhead. That would make Jim Duffy's run down from yep. Balmour all the sweeter tonight. And Stirling Albion could win League Two this afternoon. I think that's where Gordon Duncan is away cheering on his brother-in-law Jack Leach to get a title. And we're not done yet, Hugh, mm. because the Highland League title will be decided a head-to-head at Victoria Park between Bucky Thistle and breaking Who city. do you think Wilson Ooh, is? And that's, well, listen, he can... Who do you think Wilson is? Where else could he be? I, I found me this morning travelling up there. Yeah. He's he's went back to the charity shop, got his tracksuit, <laughs> he's got it on proudly. Are, he's are, we, are we 100% sure he's not in the bucky end? Well, he could be on the bucky. <laughs> I'm not sure he's in the bucky end. He'll be there too. He, he was he'll on the bucky when he was a manager. He'll have the black and red tracky on again and he'll be shouting, come on the hedge man. <laughs> Please drink responsibly, Mark Wilson, wherever you are, whatever you're doing today. But yes, there we go. We are underway for the three o'clock kickoff. Looking forward to the day. There's lots of good action, and it's a really good advert for the split, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. The only possible hope I can offer Motherwell at Celtic Park is if you looked at Arsenal playing Southampton in the English Premier League last night, Southampton 3 1 up at one stage, uh, all right, it finished 3 3, but Ange Postacoglu would never ever say this match is unwinnable by the opposition so he'd be sending his players out to be careful but you're right about the split this is what it was meant to create it was meant to create final day uncertainty and that's what we have in abundance and sometimes we complain about the quality of the football up yeah. here Hugh but you can't at all criticise a lack of drama yeah. because this day you know you're saying it's a manufactured Drama, if you like, this top six split. But people buy into it. Look at the crowd at the Smyza Stadium this afternoon. Hibs will have taken a big crowd to Perth because they want into the top six. Yep. And let's not quite, I know I've counted them out, they're losing it to but what about Levy? They were denied it in the final seconds by Ricky Lamy a year ago. Could they win it to and then profit when somebody else slips up? An early goal for Morton, 1 0 up against Wraith Rovers. Alex King with the goal just two minutes I've into got, that game. I've got to say, Andrew, just looking at it, Motherwell, what a start they've got yeah. off to. Van Veen down that right hand side. If we can get service to him today, it could cause Celtic problems. Force the first corner of the game. That's all Motherwell. If you have subconsciously clocked off rather than clocked on, then Motherwell will punish you. And Joe Hart's had to make a couple of saves, but they're still in there, Motherwell, but they've shot over the bar. Yeah, before there are any goals in the top flight, let's do this. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Now, this could not be any simpler. Tell me the last eight players to score a hat-trick in a league match. Quite simple. Who are the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick? There we go, that's pretty simple Yeah, Nice easy one to understand Name the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick Get your answers in All in one tweet please At Clyde SSB And we'll see if you can get on the leaderboard at half-time That one, that's, that's, that's an easy one that. I would say yeah, Rogers, That's alright, that's not too bad mm-hmm. Just having a look at the Just, You read my mind, just put them down 
Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Mm-hmm. There we go. If you got put the next few one names already, oh, no, we're flying here. Yeah. Okay, put we'll the next go, one I'm thinking. We'll go through some uh, some I'm wrong sure. answers in a while, but there you go. I mean, the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat trick. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. As I say, all the answers in one tweet. Just had a picture in from. Dave Galloway have a display in the United stand. Don't worry, it's not a, a picture of his wimpy no. meal, that is. Um, yeah. Which he normally loves, loves Dingwall, doesn't he? He's going to be devastated, isn't he, if, uh, if Ross County go down. It's a, just a display in the in one of the Dundee United stands. There's big flags, orange and black. It's, it looks a good atmosphere there. I also saw somewhere that I think there's going to be um, St Johnston fans having a display sort of dedicated to Callum Davidson which is not something you see very often you know a, a no. tribute to a manager that's just been sacked but it shows the the feeling that the supporters still have towards Callum Davidson and what he achieved in his time in charge I feel sorry for him for this reason he won two cups and uh, became the most uh, successful St Johnston manager ever when nobody could see them play because it was during the pandemic but when he was toiling everyone could see him play and he had a playoff last season uh, to stay in the division. And St Johnston, unfortunately for Callum, were sleepwalking towards trouble this season. So I think, in actual fact, where there's a great deal of public sympathy for Callum, I think it's understandable that the club made a change. I think they've waited a long time to do it. They should have done it earlier. But he will go with something on his CV that I would guess will never be beaten by any St Johnston manager two cups well a couple of early chances in Paisley David Watson with a flick that went straight at Trevor Carson and then Carson kicked it long to Tanzer his cross scrambled behind by Taylor there's been a, an effort for Celtic Callum McGregor curling one over from 22 yards St Johnston had a free kick at the edge of the Hibs box as well that one straight into the wall though and cleared away so some early action as well there was of course, as you say, an early chance for Motherwell. It was a Kevin Van Veen low cross that was just booted away by Joe Hart. I'm loving this guy beside me. What, what, what a delight to work with Roger Hanna. I've actually thought that's actually a bit unfair because normally but, it's you and Mark Wilson yeah. that have the first half teaser he's, and the two of you are working it out. And now you've got Roger everything Hanna I'm saying to him. I'm nodding in approval <laughs> as he looks at me writing them down. We've just got this... Oh, I mean, we're just in the same wavelength That's it That's exactly it's, it's, the, the words un, I'm looking It's uncanny It is uncanny You're writing them I'm nodding It's teamwork And listen I, teamwork. I know your your thoughts are elsewhere Your, your former Manchester City team In an FA Cup semi-final Sheffield. This afternoon yeah, Sheffield United yeah. Paul, Hulk, Paul Heckingbottom eh? The former Hibs manager Stuart McCall A mixed uh, emotions there Roger Because that was my first ever club uh, I went down to Sheffield United um, and they offered me a massive deal to sign but just bigger clubs were in the waiting so I decided to go and I was down there with Sidney Devine's son mm-hmm. at the time right. uh, I can always but it was my, my claim to fame and, eight, minutes. Um, 8 minutes past 3 yeah first, already first made it about himself there we go that he's made, more, a, he's made an FA Cup semi-final all about himself so why aren't you down there with your half and half scarf you should be down there because I'm in here entertaining the, the listeners um, that is one true fact you'll be comparing yourself to Erling Haaland Ram, well I tell you well, I'd like to Erling Haaland he's rubbish <laughs> I would like to play with him my pace can down the wing I think we could strike up a good partnership me him Grealish 
with Palmerston. Palmerston, Palmerston, Palmerston Pips doing it again. Queen oh, of the South win? one, Montrose nil. Jack Bryden with the goal. They have been in very good form. Too, since too late for a playoff push. Do you think? Over. You? Oh yeah, just they weren't in good form last week. Yeah, that is true. There's been a goal for Falkirk as well. That's a big one in League One because the the fight for playoff places there is is huge. Alloa in the mix, Falkirk in the mix, Airdrie in the mix as well. It's a goal for Falkirk though away at Alloa. Brad Mackay with the goal nine minutes in well that helps the Palmerston Pep because mm-hmm. Alloa currently are situated in the final playoff promotion playoff place in League One so it would keep Queen of the South in the fight yeah that certainly is an exciting league there's a lot of exciting stuff going on at the moment and, and most of it coming from Motherwell at Celtic Park who they've listened all week to people talking about records goal scoring records points records and they've come out and they have gone at Celtic so Commendable on the part of Stuart Kettlewell, the manager. Yeah, a bit of Celtic pressure now, but Motherwell defending that well at the moment. I see Rangers women's team into the Scottish Cup final this afternoon, Andrew. 2 0 win against Motherwell. Huge weekend for the women's Scottish Cup. Rangers 2, Motherwell 0 in the half 12 kickoff today. It's then back to Hamden tomorrow. It is historic for the competition as well because it's the first domestic women's matches that are taking place at the National Stadium. So Celtic against Glasgow City tomorrow. So it'll be between those two to see who plays Rangers in the final but good to good to have those matches at the National Stadium Hugh yeah change days I mean I look at my my own granddaughter playing football in Brighton now uh, you know so uh, she and her brother it's a, a race to get ready on a Saturday morning to go off and play for the respective teams and come on I need to ask you you need to be honest uh-huh. 4.30 tomorrow yep shake evens yep the big telly you've got the remote control in the hand yep is it Aberdeen Rangers or is it Brighton Man United in the other semi-final? Well, I'm going to watch Aberdeen Rangers because my nerves wouldn't take Brighton against Man United because they've already made up their minds that Man United were so bad against Sevilla in midweek that Brighton will win this in a canter and I'm having to tell them, I'm having to be the Grinch I was going to say you could have a two screen setup with them both on, but I, I would not want to be the person trying to no. guide you through how to do that. I told Absolutely you, on, not. on the microwave it says, press start and don't do anything else. See, there's I, a, can, a, I can associate with the, sem- the other semi final as well, Hugh. Yeah. I played my last ever game for Manchester City in the famous Blue at Brighton. Yep. I was that bad, I think it subbed after about 20 30 minutes. Big <laughs> Billy had enough of me. Off you come, son. Made me go up the road and moan car and everything. That was a <laughs> career over. Well, David Friel says that Kevin Van Veen definitely up for this one today as Albion Rovers take the lead against Stenhouse Muir. 1 0 up for them in League Two. Huge win. They need that bottom of League Two. They don't want to go into a playoff, Andrew, against either Spartans or the winner of the Mark Wilson game today, Bucky and Breakin'. Yeah, that is an exciting one, isn't it? Bucky against Brecon. Yeah, yeah. And Daz was saying to me in the car on the way in that he was furious. He was in the studio today. Had he, had he not had a shift in here, that's the game he would have gone to up to Victoria Park. I know, uh, we, sh- we, should have, we should have sent you there for Super Scoreboard yeah, to well, give us live I, I, updates. I would from... have loved you to even ask that question. <laughs> you know the answer you would probably get. If you'll indulge me a minute, another big result has come in. The 2008 West of Scotland Cup semi-final, Glenville a team coached by my own son Mark won St Caddox nil the boys are into the, the final I believe they take on Caledonian Braves in the West of Scotland Cup final they're all listening to Super Scoreboard there we go congratulations well done boys well done indeed I have to bust your bubble of your eight <laughs> answers you've got one wrong ah Roger 
We will do some wrong answers soon. There is a, a Celtic penalty claim. Haxabanovic goes down, but John Beaton not interested. A big chance for St Johnston as well. David Marshall's pass intercepted by Dre Wright. Drove it into the box, but that shot was saved by Marshall. And at Tanadice play going from end to end, not much happening though, says Dave Galloway. Nervy stuff at the moment between the two teams, as you'd expect with so much on the line in all of these matches um, doesn't seem to be too many chances after those first couple at St Mirren against Kilmarnock what an atmosphere it'll be though in Paisley will, will it be nervy now though? Do you know what I have to commend 1600 people who came bought tickets to see Kilmarnock following on from last weekend's display against Celtic where Kilmarnock were abject as abject as Ross County were today but 1600 people have taken the time and spent the money and the submitting crowds are terrific. It shows that you can grow a crowd by eliminating the Celtic and Rangers fans from your ground and encouraging your own fans to go. St Mirren have proved that that can be made successful, as Motherwell before them did. Yeah, there are so many factors about why this would be big for St Mirren if they finished in the top six. Financial is obviously one of them. The fact that, you know... We've seen that a successful season is getting more fans in the ground. Does they have a good chance? Alex Gogic headed uh, Scott Tanzer cross over the bar. Probably should have hit the target there. Um, but the good feeling around the place, the fact that they've sold out today and Stephen Robertson talked about hoping that a ceiling top six can maybe help put things in place to you know, secure more top six finishes going forward. Yeah, and I think he's put out contract offers already to Lisa Curtis Main, who has been terrific for them. Charles Dunn as well, who has really kicked on for them this season. Yeah, Jay and Henderson think, and Lewis Jameson, some youngsters as well. Yeah, and, and you know, you know yourself, if you get into the top six, you mentioned it earlier, you'll get another visit from one of the old firm, you get visit, you know, from Hibs or Hearts or Aberdeen or whatever. Good games, good home crowds bit more money coming in in terms of prize money than you probably budgeted for, Andrew. So it'll help Stephen Robinson you know, bolster his squad for next season. But you wonder at a time when Aberdeen don't have a manager before the end beyond the end of the season, Hearts the same, Dundee United the same. You wonder if some of these clubs are looking at Stephen Robinson, given the job he's done for both Motherwell taking them to two cup finals and St Mirren taking them into the top six. Is he gonna have to then take the players again with him? Gone from Motherwell to mm. St Mirren. Some of them were at Morecambe as well, they'll then have to go to the next club as well. Well listen, you never know it's worked for them so far. Very true. Alawa Nil Falkirk two Kai Kennedy with the goal, he's been hitting a good bit of form in the last few weeks. They're now 2-0 up away to Alawa. That would be a, a big result for them and a, a bad one for Alawa as they look I, to try and hold on to that playoff place. I'm surprised a, we've not got anything in the Premier League yet. I thought we'd got, yeah, not thought a single got goal. a lot of Is it just one of these area. nervy days though? Is um, that it? It's all a bit tentative out there. Could be, it could be. But I just think with the sun shining, the pitches in good nick, I was expecting floods of goals coming in. Big week for Falkirk, two ups, a good start. Remember, we, we, obviously we talk about the, the Old Firm Cup semi-final. Falkirk in the, the other semi-final Saturday lunchtime against an on-form Cali Thistle team. So John McGlynn will, will look for them to get a decent win today to, to lift confidence. Yeah, and that's the, t- the type of game as well that every single player will be hoping that they are in the best form possible yeah. today in the hope of securing a place in the starting lineup. Well, you know, you know my belief, Andrew. I believe that whoever wins that game between Inverness Cali and Falkirk will be the losing finalist in the cup final against Celtic or Rangers uh, but you want to be there if you're a Cali Thistle player uh, who you know they've started to really pick up in that championship they could have a big afternoon today against Dundee and Falkirk uh, you know the two divisions beneath Celtic or Rangers mission impossible 
But they're going to give it a very good try. If Inverness win today, they're a point off the top. Yeah, yeah. Seven straight wins it would be you. Yeah. Does anyone want to win that championship? No. It's it's quite something, isn't it, over the past few weeks what we've seen teams at the top dropping points, Queen's Park and Air United drawing last night. It looks as if it potentially clears the path for Dundee, but Partic- will they pick up the points? Because there's no you know, there's no no team has really strung together a, a run Partic- of results. Runner? I think I think you'd have to say so, yeah. You know, they've found a bit of form um, under Chris Doolan. So, you're right, it's sort of a... You wouldn't be sitting there going, my last 50p is on the one of that and pick one because it's so tight. Does it prove, Gordon, and you've you've managed in the division, does it prove that it's fantastically competitive or they're all the same? Um, I, I think the big difference in the championship's always been for me, uh, Hugh, a goal scorer. I'll stop you there because we've got one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Dundee United won Livingston nil, and that is not what Livingston wanted at all as they look for a place in the top six. It was a goal from Jamie McGrath. It was a Devlin shot on the angle a few yards out. Oh, sorry, that was that was a few minutes before. It was a Jamie McGrath shot from outside the box after the ball went up to the other end of the park. It was drilled low and hard into the net. And Dundee United have a lead at Tanadice. McGrath has done wonders for them of late. The scorer of the penalty that beat Hibbs at Tanadice held his nerve at the very end there. Uh, so I, I just had a feeling, I said it last night on the programme, I had a feeling that of all the clubs at the bottom, I was most confident in Dundee United. It could be a big afternoon for Jim Goodwin. Just before that as well, Queen of the South, Jack Bryden scored earlier on, sent off. Oh. and a penalty for Montrose that Rory McAllister stepped up and scored so 1-1 Marvin Bartley has a lot to do because it's now one all and they're down to 10 men with only 16 minutes of the game gone and we've got another one of these in the Premiership Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements St Mirren nil Kilmarnock won and what a huge goal that could be because Liam Donnelly has scored he's put Kilmarnock ahead in Paisley all St Mirren need is a draw from this game to secure their top six place and at the moment they find themselves behind but also Jamie McGrath's goal has put Livingston Mm, behind Livingston can Mm -hmm. only get past them with a win so would it be very St Mirren of St Mirren (laughs) to create history while losing at home to a team who can't win away from home? Yeah, it was great work by Kyle Vassell. He put Donnelly through and a good left-footed finish from Liam Donnelly. Probably not the person you'd have put money on to score the goal in that game, but he's got it. To be fair, he went through a really good purple patch was it in Motherwell at the yes. start of one season where he got a Celtic, lot of goals remember yeah, a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago but let, think of Malky McKay Hugh your old pal yeah. he would get into that dressing room thinking things can't get any worse today we've yeah. just been beating 6-1 in front of the TV cameras they've just got a lot worse because the two teams directly above them Dundee United and Kilmarnock are now both winning yeah that's what you call a good day today's, uh, today's one of these days where you you need an as it stands table. Yeah, that's the that's that's the necessity for today because we're gonna there's going to be a lot of changes going on in the top flight, and I'm looking forward to seeing the twists and turns. Will there be fans in the in the ground with the the radios to the ears listening? Yeah, it's like, a bit old fashioned now, isn't I, it? They're just going to go go flashes on their phone. Well, yeah, but it comes to the same thing. Uh, that everyone will be now interested in what's happening the Tanadice or. Um, you know, in Paisley or Perth, and you know, so we have what we expected to get out of today. We have surprises, 
Kilmarnock be a goal up We have Hearts Taking 6 off Ross County And it could and should have been 10 uh, And Celtic can't score Against Motherwell Who have looked enterprising all day long On a day when we were talking about Which goal scoring record would Celtic beat Would it be Willie Maley's Would it be Jock Steen's Would it be Brendan Rodgers And they can't score I well, think it's a good for a goal, by the way. Queen yeah. of the South 2, Montrose 1. <laughs> Stephen men. Hendry puts Queen of the South back ahead despite the fact they're down to 10 men against Montrose. Good good comeback for them. But I'm looking at this Premier League and I'm thinking, if you're St Mirren and Hibs today, I think you've got a comfort blanket there. The fact that I don't think Livingston can get anything at Tannadice. They're already a goal down as well. Dundee United are starting to find a bit of form. So. And remember, Livy need to win. A draw is yeah. no good with a yeah. goal difference. Livy need to win to have any chance and they're, they're one down. I think St Mirren and Hibs, you know, despite the fact that St Mirren are losing, I think they'll be quite comfortable. Yeah, Stephen Robinson was saying earlier on, you know, they won't be looking at results elsewhere or just be fully focused on what's happening at their game. But will there be other people in the St Mirren <sighs> bench that'll be giving updates? Be. I, 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 that one game at a time scenario we won't be listening to it's what we can do it's all the same cliches for years change it mix it up a bit I'll tell you what Maeda has just tried to convert across and he's gone into the post and he's banged his shoulder and he's in pain it's not what Celtic want to hear or yeah, see. Cross, cross from Alistair Johnson it was low was arriving at the back post at speed dies in my day sort of flew in to try and get a touch on it crashed into the post but he's up and he's okay and he's good to go very brave oh, um, and he didn't take a real order. sore when he's back up the corners coming in for Celtic um, but at a time when Jota and Lee Alabada are both doubts for the semi-final James Forrest is definitely out of the semi-final I think the last thing Ange Postacoglu would need would be another injury to a wide man yeah, I think there'll be a lot of Celtic fans turning up just expecting them to yeah. get the win today. But the one thing that they'll be keeping an eye on is hoping that there won't be any injury issues, no players going off, that potentially they can maybe get a couple of goals ahead and rest some players as well. well Cameron Carter-Vickers, you know, everyone knows that he it, it could possibly be having an operation uh, either before the end of the season or at the end of the season. Uh, and Ange Postecoglou yesterday saying if he comes through the game against Motherwell then he plays against Rangers but so you, you all eyes on Carter Vickers will be looking at Dyson Meda to see if he is fully okay after banging into the post but quarter of the game gone and still goalless who, who would have thought it was it just me who or did you think the Celtic manager bristled a little bit when asked about Cameron Carter Vickers oh, yeah. yesterday for sure he did um, you know he had a, he had a mate in the answer which is always a sign that Andrew's looking at you. And if he says mate, he didn't like your question. Yeah, he's he's just such a key player for Celtic and they you know, they interchange, they make so many changes to their team, but Cameron Carter Vickers is one of the the few players that you'd think Celtic fans would think, you know what, there's a lot of rotation going on, but you'd rather just have him in at all times. Yeah, um, they've got a terrific back four, obviously. If you were going to really Worry about losing one. I think it would be Carter Vickers. I think he's that important. I think he keeps the back four together. Everything about him is a terrific defender. Um, but you, you talk about worrying about injuries and whatever happens here before next week. I suppose the Coglu could have easily today mixed that team around. Yeah. You know, they're very comfortable. They're at home, my mother who's sitting in and doing okay. But he's got plenty of talent he could have mixed about, brought in. Maybe a, 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 the young lad Vata in the wide area, give, giving him a game because he's got 
good talent. But he seems to go with his strongest side. He just believes, look, I'll deal with next week when next week comes. It's all about here and now. And uh, he's put out a very strong side. Check in on that teaser again, Hugh. Yep. Very, very simple. Tell me the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick. Easy as that. Answers at Clyde SSB. All in one tweet, please. We have Eric, who has said Chris Commons. He's not there. Real Hitati. Not there either. Hey, we've got a lot of correct answers coming in, I think, certainly. There's, there's a lot. Make sure they're all in one tweet, though. Um... But yeah, I've seen Dembele mentioned by a couple in there. Well, you know, the time factor. You know, Dembele's been away for a while and uh, Celtic have uh, multiple goal scorers. Yeah, there's a, a few clues for you. Oh, we've got one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Celtic won, Motherwell nil, and it's Callum McGregor with the goal 23 yards out, about 25, 23 yards out, deflected and into the back of the net. Celtic take the lead at Celtic Park, 1-0 up against Motherwell. Callum McGregor wanting to atone for his mistake at Kilmarnock last Sunday, which cost Celtic a goal, that was something you never see from the captain. But the goal today, another reason why people will say Hatati gets the headlines, Kyogo gets the headlines, but the captain is unbelievably consistent. Another one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. St Johnston 1, Hibs 0, and it's Stevie May. It's a bicycle kick. David Marshall probably should have done better, but St Johnston have the lead against Hibs and that will be a worry for Hibs because the players certainly won't know what's going on in the other games and a big goal for St Johnston as well as they look to distance themselves from the bottom end of the table what's especially Ross on? County What's going on Andrew with these teams chasing the top six we're tipping them to win their games St Mirren losing Hibs losing Livingston losing the pressure's just get too much for them all It's like the top of the Scottish Championship just no one wants it no mm. one wants it I tipped St Johnston I fancied them you did interim manager bounce <laughs> that seems to be the new phrase going about. Um, Steve McLean in the dugout changed one or two things. Stevie May come out this week, surprisingly, and talking so highly of Steve McLean. And what happens? Pops up with a bicycle kick goal today. 1-0. I fancy St Johnston strongly. Yeah, just seen that Celtic go back again. Callum McGregor, shot from the edge of the box, deflects off, off the ankle of Callum Butcher, wasn't it? And takes it away from Liam Kelly. Well, if you don't buy a ticket, you're not going to win the raffle, Andrew. Um, I, I usually get to pick goal of the weekend on a Monday night. And uh, just to mix things up, we're swapping nights next week with Hugh. So that's an early contender for you, Hugh, for Monday night. Yeah, but the long way to go. And you did promise us goals, Roger. So they're now starting to come mm. in. Yeah, they are indeed. And Stevie May, a bicycle kick. That one might be in your selections as well. A few goals down the divisions. FC Edinburgh nil, Kelty Hearts 1. Aaron Darge with the goal for the visitors. Peter Head 1, Clyde nil. Jordan Brown scoring for them. Sterling Albion are 1-0 down to Annan Athletic. Chris Johnston with the goal there. Sterling Albion, of course, chasing a title. And 4-0, for nil. Bonnie Regros 1, Neil Martinuk with a penalty. 27 minutes into that game Well it's not going to plan is it There was a title party planned for Fourth Bank This afternoon They only needed a point at home to Annan But they're still losing Still time to go Roger Still time to go Peter Head giving us a chance as well to stay up Yeah I think Sterling Albion have their Player of the Year dinner lunch tomorrow as well I think they'd rather go into that with the, the title wrapped up oh, yeah. and See what state the, the players are in If they, How um, do you know that? 
mean? How do I know that's, that? That's great journalism. How do you know that? <laughs> just, just know these things. That's, that's all. Brilliant. You do what do you do? You go up on a Saturday morning and go. Oh, wonder who's got the player of the year on a Sunday. Oh, there you go, Sterling Albion. Give that a mention. I just socialise. I chat to people, Gordon. That's it. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't right. just sit in my recliner I, and watch Netflix all day. Communication. Yeah, well, that's fair, Andrew. <laughs> but great, great info there. Hey. Did you know that, I did not know that. No, we've been snubbed again. We didn't get invitations, did we? Hey, Jamie McGrath has cross cleared before Niskanen could pounce on that one. There was a challenge from Blair Spittle. He was late on Kyogo, but Kyogo is all right. And there's a big goal in the championship. Hamilton nil, Partick Thistle one. Brian Graham with the goal for the Jags. Going well under Chris Doolan. I told you. I told you they're coming up in the, the, the fences. They're a late runner. Um, they've found a bit of forum at the right time getting goals as well they're a danger oh, well we spoke too soon about Sterling Albion they are already level as a goal by Max Killsby well, an own goal it was by Max Killsby that has them level against Annan never in doubt champagne's on ice again there we go it's back on back party's on. back on the crowd at Celtic Park while sitting in the sunshine and loving the fact that they're a goal ahead through Callum McGregor they've looked at Maeda banging himself off a post they've looked at Kyogo going down there they must be thinking take them off and put on O and Rocco Vata or whoever uh, and have these two wrapped in cotton wool for you know what you know when Hibs chance ball in the left from Lewis Stevenson Nisbet tries hooks it over his head but it's an easy catch by Remy Matthews in the St Johnson goal Hibs still 1-0 down 1-0 in all of our feature Premiership games today and it was a 6-1 win by Hearts against Ross County earlier on today feeling, a, feeling a bit old Roger when you see Rocco Vata and you were there and I was there when Rudy Vata came here and played for Celtic yeah feeling a little bit old but then I just look either side of me and I just feel ah, young yeah. vibrant and refreshed again how do you think I feel yeah. across uh, the desk I feel absolutely brilliant standing here I don't like to burst your bubble but you are old yeah don't feel a bit old you are old <laughs> yeah I remember Willie Mealy never mind Rudy Vata <laughs> Willie Mealy we touched that Albion Rovers goal early but all the teams down there at the bottom of League 2 have suddenly woken up Bonnie Rigg leading as well as Stranraer who lost 8-0 at East Fife last Saturday sacked Jamie Hamill brought in Scott Agnew they're getting the new manager bounce as well 1-0 up at home to Elgin yeah indeed just looking at the Premiership table as well as it stands there is absolutely no movement whatsoever because St Mirren, Hibs and Livingston uh, all losing 1-0 and Motherwell as well St Johnson, Dundee United, Kilmarnock it really doesn't make good uh, reading for Ross County does it? because at this point you'd be 4 points adrift of Kilmarnock in 11th four points adrift of Dundee United uh, and then what would that be eight points adrift of St Johnston as well so I think Malky Mackay and his players will be hoping that when they're on their way back up to Dingwall that those results will be changing you can't uh, Roger was talking to me before we came into the studio about watching uh, Ross County take four off Dundee United in the earlier part of the season and really looking impressive you just never know the I mean Hearts were nailed on for third place and then lost six games in a row. Hibernian last week winning their first game after four defeats and now they're losing again. There's, there's nothing predictable in this league. Inconsistency in our league is incredible. Yeah. Except for Celtic, obviously. <laughs> the record speaks for itself. Big one of these in the Premiership. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. St Johnston 1, Hibs 1 Hibs back level 
in this game It was Stevie May with a bicycle kick That opened the scoring And at this point it was a ball in from Ewan And it was Lewis Stevenson With a shot from the left of the box To put Hibbs back level in Perth Well Lewis Stevenson is By the simple fact of having played So many hundreds of games for Hibbs He's a club legend uh, And that sounds like a very tense Fraught afternoon in the Perthshire countryside. Many games he played, Roger. Come on, you'll know. I think it's about five, just between 500 and 550. Incredible. Incredible. Now Stevenson's Rockets brought them level at 1 1 at Perth. Yeah, incredible service to to one club. Brilliant. Good player. Well, that would move Hibs into fifth if results stay the same. St Mirren down to sixth, but of course it all hangs on Livingston. If they lose their game to Dundee United, or even if they draw it, then they will not finish in the top six and it'll be Hibs and St Mirren in there as well and just on top of the financial rewards as well the chance for Europe as well because it's so tight in there you know St Mirren, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen they'll all have hopes that they can finish as high as possible in that top six well, up to third yeah, absolutely they will and I think the post-split fixtures out at the start of next week Andrew there'll be some fascinating games in there you know, Hibs and Hearts and Aberdeen and St Mirren potentially all going head-to-head and then this scrap for survival at the bottom, which um, not looking good for Ross County, the way things are at the minute. But they will have a chance to redeem themselves with those games against Kelly and against St Johnson and against Dundee United. We talked about Celtic wingers and injuries. We know Abada's out. We know that Jota's out as well. Maida was down earlier on, looks OK. But Haksabanovic is down injured now, looks in pain. According to David Friel, that'll be one that will be a concern for Celtic fans just given their injury, injury well, list in, in that position of the park. All of a sudden, it's crept up on us, the, the number of Celtic players who are on that injured list. And Haksabanovic, uh, although not a regular, uh, has become more important because of the other wide men who have dropped out through injury. Uh, and it really wouldn't be good for Ange Postacoglu to have any more. It, it would also down... Haksabanovic without anyone being near him as if he's twisted something yeah it's never good when a when it's a sort of non-contact mm, injury yeah. is it it's always one that will get supporters and um, staff worried as well he's limping off to the side now Sead Haksabanovic there's no point taking any chances on him he seems in a bit of pain um, you know if he's if there's any doubt you've got young Vata and now he showed when he's come on, he's got bags of skill, he's very, very good player, a young kid. He's just waiting for a chance. This might be this afternoon, the afternoon just to give him his, his run out and say, listen, go and pick yourself a place in the semi-final. I don't think Postacoglu would be frightened at all to put the young lad in. Yeah, he seems to be OK though, Haksabanovic. He's, he's up and coming back on now, so we'll see if he manages to last the, the 90 minutes or certainly up to, what, around the 62nd minute is it that Ange Postacoglu makes yeah. his wholesale changes normally? Um, the, the, the bench isn't quite geared for wholesale change today. You know, Rocco Vata is young and uh, largely untried. Ben Summers is there, largely untried. Big goal on Paisley. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. St Mirren... Nil, oh. Kilmarnock 2 and it's Christian Doidge 
with the goal So this was meant to be a day of celebration For St Mirren They were meant to be striding into the top six It looks as if they may well limp over the line Because they're only Well they're 2-0 down now But thankfully for them Livingston are losing to Dundee United So it means they will still be in the top six Come the end of the day if results stay the same I said to you before kick-off Only a fatalist would look at that match and think This will be the day when Kilmarnock Who haven't won away from home all season Finally win and fate at the moment appears to be holding its hand over the Smyza Stadium. And na- naturally, Hugh, the focus will be on St Mirren losing on their big day. Yeah. What a result this is for Kilmarnock. They've taken yeah. two points away from home all season. And now they might get three. And I don't think they've won away from home on a grass pitch in the top flight since the year 2021. My goodness. I feel my prediction that St Myrna won comfortably is coming back to bite me somehow. <laughs> I don't well, think is, that's happening. This is not what Celtic fans want to be seeing either. Carl Starfelt down now. It was a challenge from Kevin Van Veen. So we'll see if he manages to get up and play on like Sead Haksabanovic did and Dyson Maida did earlier on. There's a goal for Hamilton in the Championship. They're now one all with Partick Thistle. Dan O'Reilly scoring for them. And there has been, I mentioned earlier on, that display from St Johnston supporters. It says, you made the impossible dream our reality. Thank you, Callum. Which maybe would have gone down a bit better five minutes earlier before yeah. they conceded against Hibs. But it's a good message because I was saying earlier on, it is, it's a bizarre situation. You don't get it all that often when uh, a manager is sacked, yet there is still that, that good feeling towards him from supporters. But it was, it was massive what he achieved. We in this business write or speak about football in a cold, calculating manner. But... There's a human side to football and Callum Davidson gave everything for St Johnston and wrote himself into history and I think indelibly wrote himself into history by winning two cups for St Johnston in a single season. More than the club had ever won before. Tommy Wright had got them a Scottish Cup and that was that in terms of major trophies. So Callum Davidson achieved the miraculous for St Johnston but... His numbers, to use the modern day word, did not stack up and the club took a chance because they they feared being relegated. But he will have his place in history for all time. Well, Carl Starfelt will continue. He is up Mm. and ready to go. I think he was getting a bit of strapping there on his his hand or his Mm. wrist. Didn't um, look a lot in a challenge, to to be honest with you. But he's obviously landed a bit awkwardly. But he looks like he's fine. He's he's taped up. You go back to Callum Davison. Management's strange now, especially in the Premier League. There's only, what, four clubs that's not changed the manager this year. You know, the minute you get a run of bad results, now, you can have the argument, because a St. Johnston fan come on, I think it was Tuesday when Mark and I were on, and he came out with a lot of stats about how bad St. Johnston's run's been and not one at home, not seeing the team one at home and, and whatever. You just wonder, is there a bit of loyalty for what Callum's achieved at the club? Worthwhile, or as you quite rightly said, if you look at the results and look at the way things are going, was it time for him to part? But it's great to see that the fans, you know, usually when a manager leaves, it's you know, it takes a lot of flack and criticism. Great to see the supporters thanking Callum Davidson for his service. You saw Stevie Brown's statement on Sunday when he sacked him, the parting sentiment yeah. being Callum Davidson is and always will be. Yeah. A legend at St Johnson Football Club the, and, and it's nice the fans are showing that today And Stephen Brown and Callum were very close As people uh, But Business is business as they say mm. 
Queen and of the South 2 Montrose 2 Craig Brown with a goal there the 10 men of Montrose have won or drawn at level he must be a fair age now Craig Brown I would have thought so oh yeah Play, I bet he's just playing off a number 10 position he's not doing a lot of running mm-hmm. there's a wayward header from Bruce Anderson for Livingston their first real effort of the game it was a cross from Kelly into the box I need to correct myself you've actually just checked this Dan Kilmarnock's last away win on grass in the Premiership December 2020 December 2020 <laughs> Nearly two not, and a half years Yeah and I, th- I think Overall it's been what, Over a calendar year that the, Since they've won away from home Because they didn't win away from home yep. Towards the tail end of the championship Last season Either We talk about their numbers Haven't won Back to back games This season uh, Which is still the case Even though they're They're up today They lost to Celtic last Sunday uh, This is The real Fatalistic one now you know, you've got this huge crowd inside the stadium at Paisley and the unthinkable is happening. I mean, it's two points from a possible, what is it, 48 yeah. in away games in the Premiership this season, which is quite incredible. So it'll be interesting to get the picture at half-time from Fraser Wishart to see what has been going wrong for St Mirren and right for Kilmarnock, whether it seems as if maybe nerves are setting in because it's a oh. big day and it has the feeling of it because there's a sold-out crowd there or whether it's just a case of Kilmarnock having a good day. Well, I refer to my learned friend, Gordon DL. Is it now beyond St Mirren when you thought they would win comfortably? Well, the next goal's got to be the, the all-important one because obviously goals change games very, very quickly. But come on, in a driving seat. Uh, they've got good experienced players in there. Derek's obviously got them well organised. I did not think they'd get anything at all. I, I feel for St Mirren because you get to a position... All of a sudden you got a full house there. The most important thing is when you get the audience in, make sure they come back. And by bringing them back with good, attractive football and winning games, all of a sudden, it's not even half-time, they, f- they find themselves 2-0 down. Checking on that teaser again, Hugh. Very, very simple teaser. Name the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick. The last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick. Bailey has gone for Matt O'Reilly. Not there. He's gone for Hyungyu O. No. I'm trying to see if there's any other one. Scott Sinclair has a shout for in here, as well as Patrick Roberts. I think timing is off on those, aren't they? Scott Sinclair was on the the Roger Hanna original list, but uh, uh, we've got them. We've got them. Got them now. Yep. I just come in with a late run. Is that the one? Is that the one? Nope, he's wrong as well. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, I didn't come in well later on there. Celtic not happy with a challenge from Kevin Van Veen on Maida. <laughs> there was no foul given by the referee, Pozdokoglu, with his arms up in the air, unhappy. Have you finally got that? No, that's no, wrong as well. Oh, no, I'll tell you, he is on the list, but... Uh... Oh, so you had another one wrong as well then? Is that right? That's what I was getting nine. No, we've got eight. eight. Well, you need eight, so one of them's <laughs> well, definitely wrong if you've got nine. You're throwing in a bonus ball. We're fine, we've got the eight, we've got them, Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. You okay. just never know, though, because you and the mushroom were asking Thursday for 11 answers and there was 12. Exactly, and I got the 12. You just never know. No, right. no, he got the 12 because I texted him. Oh, so he did. He's a good text. Well, I think those at home have been doing well, but still a chance for you to, to get in, get your answers in at Clyde SSB if you've got the, the answers of the eight, the last eight Celtic players to score a league hat-trick uh, David Friel was going on about Kyogo's goal-scoring exploits yeah. as well I think one I saw, shot of I, 50 I saw a graphic the other day and it was you know uh, Celtic players goals scored in their first two seasons 
at Celtic Park. I think is it fifty-seven. Henrik Larsson yeah. got in his first two seasons. Is he? Can you see him chasing that down? Well, listen, he's got every chance. I think the second to that was Gary Hooper in fifty-one, and third to that was Scott McDonald in fifty. So you could certainly see him getting past Hooper and McDonald. And then you know, can he catch? the king of kings and get 57 goals in his first two seasons the way he's scoring goals just now you wouldn't put it past him but listening to you on the show last night I think I see his problem today too sunny yeah football can't be played in sunshine that, that, it, amazes, it amazes me as well did you not hear this on the show the other night that Hugh Hugh doesn't like when football is played in nice sunny conditions he yeah. wants it gloomy and sh- why oh why? no Hugh. because it just adds to the occasion I want floodlights and if I can't get floodlights I want dark skies that's spoken like a man who no longer goes out and covers get- games <laughs> in the stand because yeah. Roger and I would love it to be sunny and warm and we get maybe what a handful of games a season that's where that. you can turn up and you don't need to put your thermals on Wimps yeah. the pair of you she, she's a player I David must- Friel David Friel's got gloves on he says today <laughs> Gloves on um, But it's the sunshine That's my problem But I will say Hugh I used to love In my day Playing floodlights In the rain Yeah Loved it Absolutely loved it At half time Can you please remind David Freel As well as commentating For Super Scoreboard This afternoon He is writing The match report For the Scottish Sun So get the gloves off And start typing <laughs> The first half teaser With the Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online The last eight players from Celtic to score a league hat-trick are James Forrest against Hibs Kyogo Furuhashi against Dundee United Lee Labada against Dundee United on the same day Georgios Giacomakis against Ross County David Turnbull against St Mirren Mohamed El Yunusi against Motherwell Odson Edward against Hamilton Ackies and Lee Griffiths against St Mirren. Well done to those at home who got it right. There is a full podium in third place, Richard Herries. In second place, Reese J27. And in first place, Milo Lorimer, who got that correct. So well done to those. David Friel just being in touch to say that it's fingerless gloves. So you're all uh, good. He's got his, uh, his match report will be absolutely fine. Good, we can relax now. Tell him he got a backbone. <laughs> the half-time whistles will be going soon. Will we see any late drama? In any of the games, I think there's well two minutes added in all of the games, apart from at Celtic Park, where there's three added, where you'd maybe think there might be more because there's been quite a few players yeah. down injured at Celtic Park. Very interesting to see how this game progresses for Ange Postacoglu. You know, the, obviously, he picked a team dedicated to winning the game. But, you know, players, Starfelt, to get a strapping on, Maeda, I have to commend him for his bravery. He's come off the post. He's been battered about by Kevin Van Veen, but he... Uh, He's coming back for more every time. Um, you just wonder when Ange Postecoglou gets to the cotton wool stage. What's Marvin Bartley thinking right now? Queen of the mm. South, two. Montrose, three. Oh. His side probably down thinking, to ten I wish they stayed at Livingston as assistant. <laughs> oh, that's what I'd be thinking if I was him. Safety and job. Rory mm. McAllister with that goal. How, how? how safe would the Livingston number two job be, though, if you get into a Tanadice dressing room with Wee Davy losing 1 0 to the <laughs> yeah, New United? Yeah, yeah, that'll be In a game be you nice. absolutely have to win. I think I think they're under pressure. Um, I think St Mirren and Hibs are, are very lucky that Livingston are at Dundee United who are chasing those points, went into the game in good form. Good result at Fir Park last week as well. So 
That'd be a big ask That, that will make it feel worse for Livingston though If results go the way they needed them to go yeah. And they still end up losing I think that Livy being in the division now For as long as they have been They are a phenomenon They have no fan base They have no budget They have no outstanding players Davy Martindale is a phenomenon Half time's going around the grounds Let's go to McDermott Park Dale Eaton I think we've lost him Anyway It's half time elsewhere We'll go to uh, St Mirren with Fraser Wisher Yeah it's not going to plan here uh, Andrew A few boos from the St Mirren supporters Because at half time it's St Mirren nil Come on up too Because I think Kelly Deservedly ahead They've been a better team Limited Saints To only a few chances Look confident in the ball And goals from Donnelly and Doyle To show And it doesn't really flatter them St Mirren haven't tested Sam Walker And the Kelly goal at all Been very comfortable At the back It's a really best start to the game with uh, chances at either end, half chances within the first minute. Young David Watson to flick straight at Carson, picked the ball up and launched it the other end of the park where Scott Tanzer got on the end of it. His cross was scrambled away by Ash Taylor with Main and Watt lucky to put the ball in the back of the net. It was a really frantic start to the game. So much at stake for both teams. St. Mern starting on the front foot, a few Tanzer corners from one Gogic headed over. He should have done better. But then in 17 minutes, Kamarak took the lead. Great work by Kyle Vassell, who's been excellent throughout the first 45 minutes. Signed a two year contract during the week and seems to be enjoying his football did really well on the edge of the box twisted and turned and so just a lovely low pass to Liam Donnelly who burst through behind this at Mirren defence and his low left boot shot finish into the back of the net past Carson huge away support good boys searching for that first away victory Bissell looking sharp quick on the turn and a low shot smothered by Carson as Kelly threatened to get their second but the goal had really quietened the St Mirren supporters and as a team they went through a period of really scrappy play the fans making their frustrations here Derek McInnes looking really happy with things going well for his team on the sideline Scott Rob- Stuart Robinson sorry, um, becoming more and more animated by the minute with good reason because Vassell was causing problems for the St Mirren defence header from 10 yards just a yard wide but it was 2-0 on 35 minutes with Kilmarnock scoring Dan Armstrong did really well on the right hand side step over right foot cross into the six yard but beautifully flighted in came Christian Deutsch to head in off Carson's right hand post in 41 minutes the only real chance that Simon had and perhaps should have scored it was Tony Watt the piano back his shot was deflected into his party he's back to goal controlled it really well about 8 yards out but hooked the ball over that was the best chance of the half for Simon. you have to say important 45 minutes ahead for both teams then I can think we're delighted and he'll look for same again in the second half. It's going to need to get that next goal if they're going to get anything from this game and try and secure the top six place. Half time in Paisley, St. Mern, they'll come on up too. Let's try and go back to McDermott Park with Dale Eaton. No, I think we've lost Dale. Let's go to Tanadice, Dave Galloway. Dundee United 1, Livingston 0. It was a low key start to this one with play going from end to end, but uh, not much happening. However, Dundee United went ahead on 17 minutes with a spectacular McGrath strike. Impressive work from Harks converted uh, by McGrath's well-struck low drive from outside the box. Niskanen nearly made it 2-0, getting on to Fletcher's header on, but his powerful close-range effort was brilliantly turned behind by George. The host threatened again with McGrath's dangerous cross cleared away from Niskanen, who was all set to pounce. At the other end, Livingston weren't really posing too much of a threat despite their best efforts. Kelly crossed into the box, but Anderson's header was wayward to say the least. They did force a, a late corner which came to nothing and then in injury time, you know, they were looking better as the first half progressed. In injury time, Kelly had a, a free kick from about 30 yards out. He curled it up and over the wall but it sailed over the bar as well. At the interval, Dundee United deserving their lead. It's United 1, Livingston 0. 
Half time at Celtic Park, David Friel. Half time, Andrew Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. Carl McGuire's fourth goal this season has put Celtic ahead at the breaking. It's fair to say it hasn't been a vintage first 45 minutes from Ange Postacoglu's side against a really well organised Motherwell. Really have played a part here, but Celtic have had most of the pressure, most of the ball, and they've done more than enough to deserve the lead. McGregor has led the example in the middle of the park. He's been absolutely everywhere, and he made the all important breakthrough in 24 minutes with a deflected shot. All the pre match talk was about Celtic trying to break records, goals records, points records, etc. Motherwell came out flying, had two decent chances inside the first 90 seconds. Kevin Van Veen picked up a loose pass race down the right wing, forced Joe Hart to put a low cross away at his near post. They then forced a corner. Callum Butcher leaning back should probably have done better as he volleyed over the bar. Celtic had a lot of the ball as usual, but didn't really threaten much in the first 15 minutes. Then Callum McGregor, who'd earlier called one over the bar, picked out dies and made it at the back post, but his header was saved by Liam Kelly. Alisson Johnson has been good down the right he flashed a real good cross across goal but there was no takers as Dyson made a crash into the post Celtic fans obviously the heart in the mouth here but he was ok to continue after treatment Celtic were up in the pressure and got the opener in 24 minutes Callum McGregor found space to shoot 25 yards out his drive took a deflection off Callum Butcher and it found the bottom corner neither could have made it 2-0 when he met a Sead Haksabanovic cross at the back post but he was stretching as he put it wide there have been no real chances apart from that Haksabanovic did have a shot save but you do wonder the shoe said if Ange Postacoglu will opt to wrap some of his key men up in Cottonwood in the second half. Dyson made a Carl Starfield and said Hacks have the job. All had treatment in the first half. All picked up injuries. They have continued, but the Celtic boss won't want to lose any players ahead of next week's Scottish Cup semi-final. Half-time, Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. We'll try and go back to McDermott Park next, and I'll give you a full round-up of today's scores at half-time. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half time in today's three o'clock fixtures. Let's try and go back for a half time report from McDermott Park with Daly Tint. No, you know what? We'll just leave that and I'll give you the half time scores from all across the country. Hearts six, Ross County one was the early. Uh, game at half time at Celtic Park it's 1-0 against Motherwell Dundee United 1 Livingston 0 St Johnston 1 Hibs 1 St Mirren 0 Kilmarnock 2 in the Championship Arbroath 0 Cove Rangers 0 Hamilton 1 Partick Thistle 1 Inverness 0 Dundee 0 Morton 1 Wraith Rovers 0 in League 1 Airdrieonians 0 Dunfermline 0 Alloa 0 Falkirk 2 FC Edinburgh 0 Kelty Hearts 1 Peterhead 1 Clyde 0 Queen of the South 2 Montrose 3 and in League 2 Albion Rovers 1 Stenhouse Muir 0 Dumbarton 0 East Fife 0 Forfar 0 Bonnie Rig Rose 1 Sterling Albion 1 Annan 1 Stranraer 1 Elgin 0 and I'll bring you the scores from the English Premier League as well in the early kickoff, Fulham 2 Leeds 1 and in the 3 o'clock games Brentford 0 Aston Villa 0 Crystal Palace 0 Everton 0 Leicester 1 Wolves 1 and Liverpool 0 Nottingham Forest 0 we'll bring you the second halves next